right? We got a lot of different things coming at you today, okay? And I'm just sensing a little bit of a low right now. You don't got time that. Right? Let's go. Break it. Break it. Let it cross. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Derek Johnson and Nick Springer on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into another edition of Rock Chalk Sports Talk. I'm Derek Johnson with Nick Springer. Hey. And on today's edition of the show, we're talking a little KU football against Oklahoma. A little midweek thoughts to get you started off the bat here. We're also going to talk about uh, Mark Francis retiring. We got some Andy Kotelnicki, Brian Borland audio from the two coordinators for KU football. I uh, got some Big 12 segments. We'll update some college football bets. It is KU basketball, women's and men's basketball media days today, so we'll get to our top takeaways, maybe get to some audio from that, and plenty more coming throughout the show here on RCST, where we are brought to you by 23rd Street Brewery. Uh, So it's Wednesday, we're getting closer to the KU-Oklahoma game. True. Middle of the week. Should we get to our midweek thoughts for the middle of the week? Let's get to our midweek (laughs) thoughts. Uh, Real quick, I I do have a, uh, I don't know, I I think I know the way this is going to go, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Okay. Is this the most important game remaining on KU's schedule? Or would you put that to K-State? Man, I I mean, I think I'd probably still go with K-State. Uh, the thing about it is, like, if K-State beats Texas, then I think, yes, it becomes K-State. But I guess maybe if K-State loses, then maybe, but I, I don't know. I mean, but, uh, you know, you're asking me that question, and I've maintained previously that if KU goes 6-6 six and six but beats Kansas State, I'll be happy. <laughs> so... You know that that's a it's a big game for me personally mm-hmm. uh, because I think it's the best chance KU's going to have to beat K State in a very long time. They're coming to Lawrence, uh, you know. K State they, they're resurging though, so it seems like K State might be kind of back on track. But still, from a talent perspective, from a team perspective, this is a game where you feel like the two teams, at least right now, are the closest maybe they've ever been. You know, there's been games where KU's had a chance to win, but. It's not necessarily going into it. You didn't necessarily feel like KU was maybe had that great of a chance, right? Yeah. And you go back to last season's game, and KU kind of put themselves in a hole early, and was they they battled back and and were, were very competitive. But I don't know that the game was ever really seriously seriously in jeopardy uh, for Kansas State. So you know you're at home. Uh, that that's that's a huge game, right? But but on the flip side, you know this is the last time you're going to see Oklahoma if you're Kansas when they go to the SEC. So this is definitely a huge game for them, and it, I think it definitely. This game for for Oklahoma against for Kansas against Oklahoma could definitely be a tone setting type game for the rest of the season, right? You have a bye week, you're seven games into your season. This game could could really define how the last five games go for you. You know, if you come out and kind of lay an egg a little bit, maybe that makes you feel a little bit worse. And now you're thinking, oh boy, here we go, slippery slope down these last four games. Whereas if you come out and you're competitive, or maybe even win the game. All of a sudden, you know, I think you, you mentioned it yesterday. If you win this game against Oklahoma, suddenly you're thinking, okay, you should be able to win the next four games then, mm-hmm. because Oklahoma is the toughest opponent you're probably going to be facing out of these next uh, five games. So, so I don't know. Maybe that maybe that makes this game the most important game because it is going to be a game that really could set the tone for this last stretch of the season for Kansas, 
and how and could define how they they finish up 2023. Uh, you, you know, and I think the the problem is, and obviously we we talked at length about this, is the problem is is the quarterback situation for Kansas, right? I mean, if if Jason Bean goes out and KU struggles. And but then you have Jalen Daniels back and he plays the last four of the games of the season, then suddenly that idea of this game being the like the tone setting game for the rest of the season, I think becomes less important because if Jalen Daniels comes back and is playing the last four games of the season, then it maybe it's not that significant. So uh I don't know. I, I think that definitely I mean definitely K State and Oklahoma are, are the two most important games they have left on the schedule for by far. Um and then probably Texas Tech because it's a home game and then Iowa State and then I don't know. I feel like Dude, that Cincinnati game is going to be. I mean, it's it's going to be so tough to just get excited for. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> Cincinnati's just not very good, uh, especially if KU's already bowl eligible by that point, which I think we we hope they will be. Uh, that game could be. Uh, I don't know, maybe a tough one in the season, possibly just because of the fact that Cincinnati's not very good. But but yeah, I think this definitely this definitely is one of the top two most important games, and, and I think there's definitely an argument to be made that it could be most important to to for setting. How things setting the table for the rest of the season for Kansas, but uh, again, it's I I have a hard time believing that because of the fact that you don't know if J- Jason. I mean, if if Jason Means going to be your quarterback the rest of the season, mm-hmm. then yes, absolutely, it is that's that important. It's almost like from a local level, the K State game is more important, but from a national level, this game is more important. Could Does be, that make yeah. sense? Or from a narrative perspective, I mean, the fact that you're on Fox, big noon kickoff, yeah, sure. you know that that adds to it from a, from a national narrative perspective, right? I mean. If Oklahoma just comes out and absolutely trounces KU, then I think that sort of national media interest completely goes away. Right now, you're just another regular team. Mm-hmm. That, that's five and three. That's like average to slightly above average. You know, so I, I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, let's uh, get into Oklahoma. So they're ninth on ESPN SP plus. They are sixth in EPA margin. They are sixth on the AP poll. And uh, offensively, they're fifth on ESPN SB+. They lead the Big 12 in points per game. They're fourth in yards per play. So this has just been a really good offense. And some of the things they do well, they run at a very fast tempo. Uh, depending where you look, I uh, one site uh, has them at like 78 plays per game, which is top 10 in the country. Pro Football Focus has them over 80 snaps per game, which uh, is also you know high up there. Um, and they move quickly. They move fast. That was a problem for KU a season ago. Yes. So that's something they're going to have to deal with. I think that's a good thing that you come off the bye in that regard because maybe it helps you be more adept with dealing with the speed and the tempo. Um, And the passing game is really good. Dylan Gabriel is a Heisman candidate right now. He's top five in Heisman odds. He is number one in the Big 12 in total QBR. They are third in the Big 12 in yards per pass. They are first in completion percentage, which not great for KU because KU has the worst completion percentage against and is 112th in pass defense success rate so far this season. And it's not just Dylan Gabriel. Like The receivers have been good for for them. They had some unknowns coming into the air. Um, They don't have that Marvin Harrison type guy. They don't have the Marvin Mims type guy. But they have four receivers who all are putting up good numbers right now, like Nick Anderson, yep. Jaleel Farouk, Drake uh, Drake Stoops. Like, all these guys have been really good, and right now the the sum of the parts is that they are ninth in pro football focus in receiving grade. So just a very good offense overall. Yeah, so they have four receivers over 400 yards. So kind of as you alluded to, not necessarily a, a top guy, but they but it's almost death by a thousand cuts, which mm-hmm. is uh, that may be worse for KU matchup-wise, that they have a depth of guys that can make plays because – if you have just one guy, you can maybe just put Kobe Bryant on him and then have a, and then feel like you have a chance in, in other areas. So the fact that they do have 
really quality players' depth at the wide receiver position is going to pose a, a real difficult challenge, I think, for Kansas. Uh, because one of the things we saw against Oklahoma State that uh, we didn't really address was Craig Young was actually playing a lot more like guarding wide receiver types and, and playing in a slot. And I think Oklahoma State kind of exploited that. Uh, so I'm curious to see where Craig Young plays and what he does uh, against Oklahoma in this game because I don't know that KU can maybe go back to that because it was exploited by Oklahoma State and I think OU would probably do the same. Uh, but yeah, this is certainly a, a potent offense and Dylan Gabriel's a, a really, really quality quarterback that KU's going to have to be aware of. And you hope to make, you hope the bye week uh, helps Kansas from the sense of you go back to Oklahoma State, it was clear that the D-line was playing banged up. Austin Booker was clearly not fully 100%. Jamie Robinson's been battling injury. Hayden Hatcher hardly played. And Lance Leipold kind of basically said that Hayden Hatcher maybe might not be playing so mm-hmm. much either. Uh, so uh, his status seems to be more on the doubtful side than uh, than on the likely to play side. But, you know, Jamie Robinson, Austin Booker, if, if those guys can get healthy, I mean, if you can find a way to disrupt Dylan Gabriel's rhythm, that, that helps twofold because it affects Dylan Gabriel, obviously. And how what's the best way to stop a tempo offense? Incompletions and, you know, not letting them just advance the ball and ra- and keep ramping up, right? That's kind of the that's kind of the MO of of up tempo offenses is when you're gating, you know, five, six, seven, twelve pl- yards per play and you can just keep ramping and keep going, keep keep, you know, basically building that momentum. So the best way to disrupt that is to, you know, force incompletions and, and try to force negative plays. And you can do that by getting pressure on Dylan Gabriel. You can do that in other ways, too. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, uh, obviously, we've, we've focused a lot. We've paid a lot of attention to the quarterback situation for Kansas and how that will affect the game. But on the other side, you know, this is a Kansas defense that really struggled against Oklahoma last season. So, you know, for how much we want to talk about the quarterback situation for Kansas and, you know, what that will do, if the defense can't stop Oklahoma, it kind of becomes a moot point, right? I mean, regardless, you know, if you're giving up 52 points again or if you're giving up even more points again to Oklahoma, it probably doesn't matter if you have Jalen Daniels or Jason Bean rolling out there. It's going to be tough to win the game. So mm-hmm. the defense it will have to find a way to make some plays and, uh, you know, either get stops in the red zone, not give up six points, or force some turnovers for Oklahoma, which which could be a challenge. And you look at the UCF game for Oklahoma – uh, not a great game for them, and you wonder if that will have them being more inspired now against against Kansas. Um, you know, it really feels like Oklahoma. They were kind of. They, it felt like they put they pushed all their marbles, all their chips to the center center of the table for the Texas game, and maybe we're still having a bit of a hangover effects from that game, right? And so maybe they're beyond that now, but because now Oklahoma has a real legitimate shot at running the table and, and going to the. To the Big 12 title and the uh, playoff. playoff, yeah, yeah. So they have everything in front of them. So uh, I, I would think that they're going to be more inspired than they were against UCF. You know, UCF at home. UCF's been kind of lowly, but but yeah, I think you're going to get a much better Oklahoma team coming to Lawrence, and so Kansas will have to be ready for that. Yes, they will. Now, to your point on on making key plays, whether it's the red zone or something. Well, Oklahoma, th- this would be another way of making key plays. Uh, sixth in the country in third and fourth down success rate. Uh, KU has struggled getting off the field in in some of those moments this year, so that'll be the thing there. Now, as great as this Oklahoma offense is, and overall it still is an elite offense, they're not as maybe, honestly, I don't know, like last year they were inconsistent, and I think part of that was Dylan Gabriel's injury stuff over the course of the year. Yeah. Um, But last year you can make an argument that when they were right, 
which I think Kansas saw when they were right in that game in Norman. On offense, yeah. Yes, that they were a more complete offense than they were this year. And the reason I say that, I think the passing game is actually overall actually better this year than it was last year, even though you had like Marvin Mims. But no Eric Gray. No the Eric Gray. Is not great. Offensive line lost a couple guys to the NFL. And right now they're 60th in the country in pass blocking grade. They are 64th in the country in run blocking grade on Pro Football Focus. They are also just 10th in the Big 12 in yards per carry, and ninth in rushing yards per game. They're only averaging 4.1 yards per carry. So it's not like this is a bad rushing offense. It's not like it, you know, it's hindered them too much because they're still putting up big numbers. Yeah. But you do have a chance to make this a more one-dimensional game. Yeah, and then on top of that, you factor in the fact that you look at the weather forecast, and it's going to be colder, and I think there might be a small chance for rain later on uh, in the day on Saturday. So... You know, if you're going to force him to be more of a one-dimensional passing offense, and it's cold, and maybe the ball's a little bit slick, if it's a little bit drizzly or whatever, that favors you even more. So, uh, yeah, no, I, you go back to last season, and Eric Gray in the game against Kansas was really dominant on the ground and was really, really an, an effective runner, and that certainly helped Oklahoma set up more of their big passing plays that they got against Kansas. And so, if if you take away that rushing game, and listen, we've seen the KU run defense be. Very good. Mm-hmm. We've also seen them be very bad. Uh, so that is going to be... And the other thing, interesting thing is Dylan Gabriel has actually been running the ball a bit more uh, for Oklahoma this season than maybe you would expect. So Kansas has struggled with rushing quarterbacks, so you got to make sure you stay stay maintained, maintained in your passing lanes um, uh, against against Oklahoma. But but yeah, I think there's definitely some real chances for, for KU to, to maybe limit the Oklahoma offense a little bit. It's definitely going to be a challenge, and uh, I, I think that if you do slow down that running game and you force Oklahoma to be one-dimensional, that helps you, but you're, then you're forcing them into what they're the best at, <laughs> right. right? So that that maybe makes you a bit more nervous, I think, otherwise. But but uh, coming off a of bye week, again, you hope the pass rush is healthy, and you hope that you can handle the tempo and hopefully be successful in that area. I mean, you know, Brian Borland, his track record against teams that run tempo is admittedly not that great. So a chance to change that narrative maybe a little bit here uh, this this weekend. Yes. Now, as as far as the uh, Oklahoma defense, um, the good for them on that end, they're 23rd in the country on ESPN SP+. They're leading the Big 12 in points allowed per game. They're also third in the conference in yards allowed per play. This has been a good defense, especially when you compare it to last year. Last year, they really struggled implementing the first year of Brent Venables, who had so much success at Clemson on the defensive side of the ball. And now, with an extra year, they figured it out. They added some players, players progressing in another year, like Danny Stutzman is uh, looking like a potential Big 12 defensive player of the year candidate right now. And uh, they've done it with the run defense, just 3.4 yards allowed per carry. That's third in the Big 12. They've done it with their pass rush, where they're 23rd in the country on pro football focus. They've done it with turnovers. They're tied first in the Big 12 with 12 interceptions. Uh, they've done it with multiplicity. They're a multiple defense. That's been something that'll be interesting for this game because KU at times has maybe had a little more trouble with the multiple defenses than regular defenses. Not that they've just completely struggled, but it's it's been a little harder. And then uh, they're also first in the Big 12 on third down, just 28%, which you have the number one third down offense with Kansas versus the number one third down defense in Oklahoma. So that'll be kind of an interesting matchup. Yeah, this is a game to me where you have a chance if you're KU to get the offense back on track, especially with the ground game, right? It really was stifled against Oklahoma State. I would want I would want to see Kansas 
in this game against Oklahoma come out and look to establish the run a little bit more and really utilize Devin Neal and Daniel Hyshaw, right? Especially if it's Jason Bean that's going to be your starting quarterback. I think if you can get those guys going, i.e. the UCF game, right? Uh, if you can get those guys going, it just it's going to do so many different things. It'll give you some increased confidence in your offense. It's going to give you certainly put you in better situation to continue to convert third downs, right? If you're having success running the ball early on, uh, in the chains, so you're going to be better off on third down, certainly. And in terms of ball control, it's going to help you keep your defense out the field and keep them fresh against a high, an up-tempo, high-octane Oklahoma offense. So if I'm Andy Kolnicki, I'm I'm coming into this game saying, early in this game, let's establish the line of scrimmage, let's establish the ground game, and build off of that there. Uh, I think that's where this game starts for Kansas offensively. you got to establish the ground game. Got to establish Devin Neal and Daniel Hyshaw. And again, I think, you know, we've had these conversations. If you if we believe, which I think we both do, that Devin Neal and Daniel Hyshaw is, is one of the top duos in the Big 12, mm-hmm. and even beyond that, maybe in the country, this is a game for you to showcase that. You're playing against a defense that is, has been, uh, had a bit of a renaissance with, uh, with Brett Venables in his second year. Uh, but if you think that that's, if, if you believe that you have those guys in the backfield, this is a chance to showcase it, right? Against against a, a team that that has shown some holes in the past, but looking a little bit better this season. But you have a chance to, I think, really, really get those guys going, and that would be my focus, especially with Jason being at quarterback. Take some of the pressure off of him early, uh, because uh, the last thing you want to do if you're Kansas is get down early, which is exactly what happened against Oklahoma State. So, and and if you if you go back to that Oklahoma State game, if you remember right, what did I say about that? I said, if you're Kansas and you get the toss, take the ball first. Guess what? They didn't do that, and suddenly they're down 14-0. So in this game against Oklahoma, I will say the same thing. I think if Kansas has the opportunity, they should take the ball first. Take the ball first and set the tone for this game. Seriously. I'm being dead serious. Yeah. I think you're on to something. And something that I find interesting when you go back to the game two years ago versus the game last year. The game two years ago, what did Kansas do? They very much played the the slow clock game and tried to have long drives and keep the OU offense off the field. You go back to last year, they more so got into track meet with them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They weren't more content throwing the ball downfield and, and going back and forth. I think it's probably more beneficial to go back to the one two years ago. Right. Yes. Especially with Devin Neal and Daniel Hyshaw. Yes, for sure. Now as far as what OU does, maybe not as well on the defensive side of the ball. They did give up a, a decent amount of big plays, the UCF. Maybe that's something Kansas can can get them in. Uh, OU is 47th in the country on pro football focus and coverage grade. So it's not like that's bad number. It's honestly solid or fine. But when you compare that to some of the other numbers, like it's not a strength either. They're sixth in the Big 12 in yards per pass. Specifically, the safeties have actually really struggled. Like one of the corners really good. Their slot corner slash safety, uh, McColo. He's, I guess he's kind of a safety, but he has been elite this year. But their two other safeties have really struggled. And, uh, so that, that's something to kind of keep an eye on that, that maybe KU can exploit some of the passing game. But OU's just 95th on SP Plus on special teams, too. Maybe that can be something that KU exploits on, on that end of the field, too. But uh, overall, going to have their hands full with the Sooners coming into this one. So we'll see how it goes. Certainly, uh, I don't know. Would you be taking the spread right now, the 10 points, the 10.5? For Kansas? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm taking Kansas. You're comfortable with that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to take a timeout. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk. You're listening on KLWN and KLWN.com. Depend on it. Welcome back in. Four o'clock hour. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. Uh, we have some audio we're going to share for you today from Big 12 Women's and Men's Basketball Media Days. 
We got some uh, Bill Self audio. We're going to get to you coming up on the other side. We also, at the top of the 5 o'clock hour, have a uh, fun little interview with Samaya Nichols and Yvette Mayberry that we'll get to, and that'll lead into Florida Man Mad Libs after that. We also have to get to uh, some more KU football audio with Brian Borland later on in the show. We will get to our KU Basketball Media Day takeaways later this hour. Of course, last week was Big 12 Men's and Women's Basketball Media Days. And I scoured through the names. I scoured through all the names of every roster of Big 12 basketball coming into this year. Wow. And I am glad to report that that we have a top 10 list of the best names Mm. in the Big 12 for basketball in 2023 to 2024. Uh, Nice. Looking forward to this. So we did our football one a couple months ago. Football one was good. Yeah. Football one was good. A couple that you disagreed with. But for the most part, Uh, we got the names out there. Yeah. So is this just men? This is just men's basketball. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me get my honorable mentions. All right. These are honorable mentions. Yes. Uh, Ray J. Dennis for for Baylor. I mean, that's pretty good. The way it's spelled too. R A Y J. Yeah. There's no like apostrophe. There's no dash. There's not. You know. I, Which, I don't like, know. I started thinking about that, and I guess there's not really any rule that says you have to do that. No, there's not. You can just do whatever also, you want. Also, though, technically, does that make his name Rage? <laughs> rage. Rage. Like I'm all the rage right now. Uh... Like I'm raging. How else can you pronounce the letter J besides... But if it's not hyphenated, that's the point of the hyphen or the apostrophe. It's to let you know that, like, it's different. You're supposed to say... So maybe his name is Rage, and we just don't know. We've been saying it wrong. it wrong the whole way. Wow. I want, I want him to come out and say at some point, <laughs> it's rage. hey, you're wrong. Uh, Jizzle James for Cincinnati. <laughs> Explanatory. Uh, Jackson Pavletsky for that's Iowa State. That's yeah. a good one. Doesn't sound like a basketball player. Sounds like a hockey player. Uh, Tyler Perry for Kansas State, just because it sounds like Tyler Perry. I mean the, the Tyler Perry's Medea, whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, the <laughs> I mean, did you did you know that dude is worth like billions of dollars? Tyler Perry. Yeah. Well, dude, he puts out a billion movies, so it makes sense. I over exaggerated, but his net worth is one billion, which is <laughs> crazy. Anyway, he puts um, out so many movies. He really does. Uh, Luke Northweather. 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 Wow. Oklahoma. That's a great last name. That is a good one. North and uh, Pop Isaacs. I mean, the name Pop. Yeah, Pop. And that's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? Yeah. But none of those cracked the top 10 that's into kind of the list. None of those got There's the top a lot 10. of good names. Wow. That's I would crazy. argue more in basketball than football. Mm. Which is interesting because smaller rosters. Yeah. Yeah. Number 10. All right, number 10 is Terrence Arsenault for Arsenault? Houston. Arsenault is a great last name. And it I sounds think like Ter- Arsenault. Maybe, but the way it's spelled too, A R C E N E A U X. Oh, so it's like the Louisiana, like the French Louisiana, Louisiana Creole Arsenal. spelling. Yeah, it, it sounds cool. It's spelled cool. Anytime you get an X in your name, that looks cool. And I think Terrence works yeah. well with it. Like it just, I don't know. It yeah. sounds like a no X's, a cool name. It's like it's like Scrabble. X's X's are worth uh, you know <laughs> bonus points. Yeah. Terrence Arsenault. He's a good player too for Houston. Uh, he was a freshman last year. A uh, high potential player. Watch out for him to actually do things on the court this year in addition to having a cool name. Okay. Number nine. Nine is Milan Momsilovich. <laughs> what? Milan Momsilovich. Are you sure that's how it's pronounced? No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, he is on Iowa State. And again, I... So wait, wait, wait. Okay, so spell. I'm going to spell this. M-O-M. I yep, assume. just like mom. 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 Yeah. And then what? S-I-L-I-A... And it's M O M C I L O V I C. Wait, say that again. M O M C I L O V I C. 
Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. He is a uh, 6A power forward for Iowa State, and he could have an impact on the floor, too. He comes in as a top 40 recruit in the country, 37th oh, yeah. on the 24-7 sports rankings so to Iowa State. Where is he from? He's what originally country? from Pewaukee, Wisconsin. At least that's oh. where his high school was. I don't know if he's one of those guys who uh, like like grew up I mean, it sounds in like a different country like, and then know, maybe came to like a, a satellite school sort of like thing, right? Yeah. Or maybe he just has, you know, ties that way. Could be, yeah. But yeah. I, I've never, because we've seen a lot of names where it's like, you know, like the Jokic or yeah. uh, Doncic, right? Yeah. Mom, having the word mom in it, I think makes it better. You can play <laughs> a lot of puns off What if it's it. not even pronounced that way, though? What if you're just totally wrong? Mom Silovich or something? What if it's or? Mom? Or what if it's like Mo, Mo M. Silovich? Mo M. Silovich? I don't know. See what I'm saying? Oh, it's a great name. And uh, <laughs> you get bonus points for alliteration. We know that. True. Yeah. M&M. Yeah. That's a, I mean, great mm. alliteration. I think you just came up with his M&M, nickname. Right? Yeah. That's his nickname. Okay. Milan M&M. Number eight. Do you want a nickname? He's got a cool name. All right. Anyway, <laughs> um, number eight. I was actually shocked that there are two players with this same first name. Different spellings. But I believe they're pronounced the same. Okay. Day Day. Mm. Day Day. There's a Day Day Thomas. Okay. And there's a Day Day Ames. Day mm. Day Thomas is on Cincinnati. Day Day Ames is on Kansas State. That's wrong that he's not on Iowa State. That's a crime. Oh, that he's not Day Day Ames. Yeah, that's a crime yeah. that he's that not on Iowa State. And he went to K State. They're yeah. rivals. I know. Farmageddon. Wow. Dude, how does TJ Altenberger miss on that? <laughs> I mean, seriously. How do you miss on that? Oh, that's right. It's like Lawrence Arnold had to come to KU. Exactly. He, he was he was required exactly. for how do you How do you miss you know? on that? David Lawrence had to come to KU. I mean, that's terrible recruiting. Um, yeah, but a Day Day. So is this a combo? Are you just putting these together? Yeah, I'm putting it. It's a slashy because it's okay. the same real name. But Day Day Thomas, it's D-A-Y space D-A-Y. Day Day Ames is D-A-I D-A-I. Uh, I like the actual one where it's D-A-Y. Would D-A-I be Die Die? Yeah, because that's what it makes me think. It's like technically it could be that. So I like the okay. original one where it's Day Day. And, and the yeah. last names aren't anything crazy. Ames probably gets Ames more bonus points than Thomas. Yeah. Uh, you're right. If it was on Iowa State, it would get even more bonus points. I, I mean, if it was on Iowa on State, I think that vaults him into the top five. I agree. Easily. And he would be on his own as opposed to Slashy. But Correct. you don't see the name Day Day very often. <laughs> Anytime you have the same name and it's repeated twice, a name so nice, you say it twice. I mean, that gives you bonus points. What, if I, was, what if I was Nick Nick? I don't like that. What, that if, it, what if you were Derek Derek? Also doesn't work. I think it has to be a one syllable, which yours is, but it still doesn't sound good. <laughs> Steve Steve would work. I hate Steve Steve. More than Nick Nick, actually. <laughs> Bob Bob. Seven. Bob Bob would be awesome. Bob Bob, I'm down for it. <laughs> okay, I'm, okay. Good for, I'm good with Bob Bob. Uh, number seven is Xavier Cork. <laughs> uh, we, we know this guy from TCU, pretty yeah. good player. He's back yeah. for another year. Again, you get bonus points for having an X in there. Well, I just love that you can say... Uncorks one. Yes. From three. Dude, cork is just a fun That's word a good to one. say. Yeah. Just cork. Yep. Like, you can say it harsh. You can be like, cork. Yep. Or you can be like, like you he said. stop that play like a cork. Yes. Or you can say it elegantly like, uh, madam, may I take the cork out of your wine? You know what I mean? Like, cork is such a great word. And, and to your point, you can uncork one. Like, it just sounds like a powerful athletic basketball term. You mix it with Xavier, which I Xavier. just think is a great athletic name to yeah. begin with. I agree. Xavier Cork. It flows very, very well. Mm-hmm. Very, very flow flows very well. Yes. Number six. Number six. Okay, here's one that gets bonus points for alliteration. Langston Love mm. for Baylor. Yeah. You get the alliteration, the yep. double L. True. Langston is not like how many other guys can you name who are named Langston? Langston's get, a pretty name, good name. Langston Hughes. Yeah. Author, Langston Hughes. right? He's a poet. Poet, whatever. Yeah, come on. Same thing. Aren't all authors or wait, aren't all poets authors? Hang on a second. Are all authors poets no. or are all poets authors? All poets are authors. But not all authors are poets. Correct. Yeah. 
you don't have to write poetry if you're an author. Fair. Uh, but anyway, uh, last name Love, like that's always great. I don't think we we've taken into account like with Caleb Love. There's Langston Love. The last name Love. It's a good name. You can do so much with it. Yeah, yeah it's you know, Kevin Love. Um, you can make a lot of alliterations with it. You can, sure. uh, or not alliterations. You can make a lot of like I don't know words or, or different like puns with it from yeah. your team. Yeah. A- again, like Langston Love, it just flows I think it's off versatile. the tongue. Love is versatile. Yeah, for sure. And love is versatile in love also. Mm, it is in general. Number five. Number five into the top five. Another Baylor player is Jonathan Chamwa Chachua. Yeah. But wait, he's still around? He is. He's back for another year. So I'm guessing he must have gotten like a medical red shirt or something. I think so from a couple years ago. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Um I think this is the last year. He I mean, does it feel like it felt like he was bursting on the scene in like twenty eighteen. It did, yeah. He actually lost bonus points here. He might have been higher. But if you remember last year, so like Three years ago when he comes on the scene or, or whenever he, he first hits the scene. Felt like it's forever. Nobody knew how to pronounce his name, so everybody just called him Everyday John. That was his, like, nickname. Then, two years ago, everybody started pronouncing the name. They said Jonathan Chamochachua. If you remember last year, Didn't there was a term. Was wrong? I don't know if he said he was wrong or if the announcers just started saying it differently, but it, it, they started, I'm trying to remember how they started it was saying like, it. It was like Chamochachua or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it, it was different how they pronounced it. He lost points for me because we, we I don't know. Shrug emoji. How, how do you pronounce well, did it? He, has, did I don't he, know. Did he ever clarify? I don't know. Oh. But uh, you get a hyphenated long name. You can go by JTT. It's a cool name to say. You have nicknames. You do get all that in at number five. Yeah. Number four. Number four is a center from BYU. Mm. Atiki Ali Atiki. That's oh, <laughs> a great name. Atiki Ali Atiki. So his first name is the same as his last name? Yes. Technically? So, to be clear, I don't know what his first name... I, I think... Okay. Uh, it looks what like on mean? his Instagram, his Instagram name is just Atiki Atiki. So yes, his first and last name are the same. So I don't know if Ali Atiki is like his middle name and he goes by the full thing. He's originally from uh, uh, Tanzania. So I, I don't know... Um, yeah, I mean, but like, obviously, like there's, obviously there's probably some sort of cultural thing involved with that. Right, like something. if you've ever noticed in, uh, is, it, is it Japan where like on the back of their jersey, or no, no, it's like China with like Yao Ming. Like on the back of their jersey, it's it's their first name. Yeah. Like like Yao Ming had Yao on the back of his jersey, you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I don't know what, what some of the cultural stuff is there, but that's an awesome name. I mean, to have the, the same first name as the last name, like if, if my name was Derek Derek, I don't think that'd be that cool. But when the name's a tiki, like that's a yeah. cool name. 100%. Objectively. No, Derek Derek is would be stupid. It'd be lame. It'd be really stupid. Right. Yeah. Okay. Are we on three? Yes. Into number three. Okay. Number three. I just wanted to make sure I was hitting the right to. Alright, here is a uh, forward from UCF, aka Central Florida, as they love Central to be Florida. called. Yeah, the Golden Knights. Mintautus Mockus. What? This sounds like a spell in Harry Potter. Dude, it sounds like a transformer. <laughs> Does it not? Oh my god! You got Optimus Prime and Mentawis Machis. I, I think it sounds more like a spell in Harry Potter. You're probably right, but I thought Transformers. Well, he is a uh, international player coming over really? to UCF. He's going to be a guessed, freshman. I would have never, never guessed that. Never guessed that. He's a six-seven forward. So wh- uh, where is he from? Um, he is a native of Klaipeda, Klaipeda, Lithuania. Mm. So I don't know if it's Mokus, Machis, whatever. Oh, I kind of like Mocus better, actually. Yeah? Like Mocus Pocus? <laughs> is that, so is that his, his first name or last name? Last name. Last name is Mo- Mocus? Yeah, Mocus? and then the first name, Mintautus. Mintautus. M-I-N-T-A-U-T-A-S. You get bonus points for having alliteration again. Yeah. 
I like Mocus better than Mocus. Yeah, just a good name all yeah. around. Yeah. All right, into the top two. Number two. Number two is a center for Iowa State, JT Rock. <laughs> His last name is just Rock. R-O-C-K, Rock. R-O-C-K, exactly <laughs> like you'd think. And I think you do get bonus points for being a center if your last name is yeah. Rock. Yeah, no, right? it, it doesn't you can't the, be a guard. It doesn't hit the same if you're a point guard. No, really. unless you're one of the like the like wide body point guards, then it works. <laughs> like if you're you the guy uh, from Eton uh, from Oklahoma State. Yeah, well, I was thinking uh, there was a guy that played for uh, Abilene Christian when they made the NCAA tournament. He was like six five, but he was like 260, 270. Yeah, if you're one of the, that's uh, Rock. Uh, Levance Fields, yeah, 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 Pittsburgh, right? Mark Vidal. That that yeah. works. That works. Yeah, yeah. Mark Vidal. Oh my gosh, if, if he was Mark, <laughs> Mark Rock, Rock. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He would have been an All-American. I don't think there's any way around it. JT Rock is a 7'1", 245-pound freshman center. He was the wow. number 100 recruit in the class, uh, joining Iowa State this year. Um, it just impressive. works, man. It just yeah. works. And yeah. I think JT works with Rock as well. I agree. Yeah. The, uh, there's different There's different first names where I don't think it works as well. Mm-hmm. JT, JT works. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready for number one? Yes, I am. Number one. Let me give you a little drum roll here. Yes. So I'll be honest, there was a lot of shuffling between determining 2 through 10 and the honorable mentions and okay. what got left out. There were a lot of great names that I didn't even bring up in the honorable mention. Yeah. There was no competition for me with the number one name after okay. I saw it. What team is he on? He is on Oklahoma. Okay. And I don't even know if this guy's going to play much this year because whenever we've talked about this team, I don't know. I'm sure he is. He's a transfer from Utah Valley. Okay. Um, he averaged like 10 points per game at Utah Wait, Valley. Was, so pretty did, good player. Did KU play Utah Valley? Who do they play? No, you they always Southern think it's, it's yeah. So it was Southern Utah. You kept thinking it was. Uh, I kept thinking it was, uh, was it? Utah Valley. Yeah, I, I think. So. Or I, I got it mixed up with something. Anyway, else. this player's name is Latrey Darthard, dude. <laughs> what? It could be Darthard, I guess too. So it's um, like D A R T H A R T. I prefer it Darthard. It's that's definitely not how it's pronounced. Because he's like he's throwing darts. I, I'm like I can. I, Take it to the blood bank. That's not how you say it. You don't think so? No. You think it's Darthard? It's definitely Darthard. That would make it 100%. lose a little bit of luster, but I think it's still it be good. It is 1,000% Darthard. Hmm. It's, there's no chance it's Darthard. I would think. I. What's his first name? Latre. That's the other Latre's part. That's honestly name. the main part of this. L-A-T-R-A-E? L-E. Oh, L-E. Apostrophe. Okay. T-R-E. So he has oh. the actual tray part. You're a guard. Like tray. You're knocking down Shoot trays. Tray. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's perfect. Wow, it's not Darhard though. Dude, this is this is annoying. By the way, I'm on the Oklahoma roster, and it has the pronunciation guide. It has like seven dude, of the players. That names, is the word. Have him when it has it for like Bob Williams. It has, and then you go has, to like the next player, it has and it's like Jake Mosier, who is the son of the head coach Porter <laughs> Mosier. But it doesn't have Latrey Darhard. I was wondering. So I I, don't, I didn't know if you were going to give an honorable mention, but uh, Marco Jackson that had to be that's a pretty good name. It was considered. But I, I couldn't get it above any of these other ones. No, that's fair. I think I mean I think at the very least you could have probably tossed it in honor mention. And honestly, like you I'm know, telling you, there were a lot yeah, I could have tossed in Johnny Furphy's uh, Johnny Furphy's from Australia. I think that gives him some points. No, this is names, not where you're from. Yeah, but Dude. the fact that it's Furphy plus he's Australian, that doesn't help. <laughs> it's names. But anyway, yeah, Latrey, he can hit a bunch of you know. I hope I hope when he shoots threes, the announcers like he shoots a la three. Why wouldn't he just say Latrey? Because it's funny. You make fun of the name. Just, no. <laughs> be witty. Be witty with it. And then he's like throwing darts. Hard darts. You know? But it's Latre Darthard. I promise you, it's not Darthard. We'll see. We'll see. We should make a bet. 
All right, that is the top 10 names in Big 12 basketball for 2023 to 2024. Let's get to some Bill Self audio coming up next. You're listening to RCST on KLWN. Depend on it. We're going to be out at Big Mill this Saturday before the KU football game, and uh, KISS crew will be there with us, 8.30 to 10.30. Our show will be 8.30 to 9.30. We're going to be giving out all sorts of free goodies, gift cards, including some stuff from Grandstand, which you might not have heard of them, but uh, since 1988, they've been making some of the coolest brand items for your favorite craft beverages, glasses, shirts, hats, giveaways, you name it, they can do it. You can get your custom gear at egrandstand.com. Also, if you're looking for a job, they are hiring right now. You can look into that at egrandstand.com slash careers to learn more. Uh, so KU Basketball Women's and Men's Media Days were today over at Allen Fieldhouse, and I wanted to get to some of the top takeaways. We'll get to more audio from Bill Self. We'll get to audio from Brandon Schneider and some of the players throughout the coming days here. And actually, coming up in our next segment, we're going to share a uh, interview that we got to do with Samaya Nichols and Live at Mayberry. But um, let's let's start with the uh, women's side of things. We got to talk to them first. Seems to be that they are gelling very well coming into this season. Yeah, Brandon Schneider, he seemed, uh, seemed pretty happy. Uh, I think after the uh, secret scrimmage they had, uh, he said that the, they got everything they wanted out of it and seemed uh, very very happy with it, I guess. Uh, yeah, and I, I think, uh, you know, this team coming into the season for KU, they, they don't have a lot of questions, right? I mean, they have a lot of veteran returning players that, that understand what's happening here and understand what they what they want to achieve. And then you, you look uh, beyond that, and that's where you start to get more of the questions, right? What's Samaya Nichols' role going to be? It sounds like she's It sounds like she's going to be a – Day one starter. Yeah, I mean that's pretty clear at this point. Although it, it, it kind of see even though if she's technically the four, it doesn't sound it like really going to play that, right? Or does that make sense? Well, I, yeah, it seems like basically everybody one through four is very yeah interchangeable. Yeah, in what they are, like they're all kind of point guard types. Yeah, which would be interesting, but I think you can get away with it more when you have Tyana Jackson in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was one of my takeaways was. It, it seems like Samaya Nichols is going to be starting right away. But then, uh, you know, I think there are still some questions about how they're going to play rotation-wise, right? I mean, because Tiana Jackson, with the way she plays, when she's off the floor, you have to almost change your style completely, right, based off of whatever you're trying to do with everybody else that's out there. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that how that transpires. But, I mean, at this point, you feel really, really good about the starting five you have, or the starting four, I guess, plus Samaya Nichols, starting five you have if, if, you're, if you're KU and – they have a very very tough non-conference schedule, uh, so I I just wonder how important it is for for them to maybe notch some wins early, right? If you're going to play a tough schedule, that's great, but if you lose all those all those games on your tough non-conference schedule, that might disrupt the the psyche of your team, mm-hmm. right? So I think it's almost it's a it's nice that you're playing a very very difficult schedule, but playing a difficult difficult schedule I think only works if you feel like your team is Getting better off of it, and if you're maybe picking up some wins too, because you don't just want to you don't just want to play dif- uh, you know an extremely hard schedule and just lose all those games. You want to go out and win. Uh, so I'm curious as to what how this team is going to handle that if they are able to get some wins or if they do take some losses on the, on the way there. But Brandon Schneider, I thought, made it pretty clear that his goal and the team's goal is to be in the best position as possible at the start of conference play. Uh, that seems to be their their absolute number one goal is to be at the best position as possible to start conference play so that they can pursue a Big 12 championship. Uh, and I think that was pretty clear from what from the things that, that, that was said. So with the tough non-conference schedule, that when you play that level of play, that should get you ready for that. 
But also, again, I think I just worry. I'm just curious about the confidence of the team, right? You want to you want to go out and play a tough schedule, but you you want to still have still have confidence in yourselves as a team going into conference play. Sure, but it does seem like the uh, starting five seems pretty set. So uh, Mayberry, who's five seven, um, and Zakai Franklin, who are five eight, uh, you kind of view as your your one and two. Kerskeeter, who's five eleven, and uh, Nichols, who's six feet tall. Even though they play like guards, do allow you some flexibility in, in playing them, you know, a little bit further down the lineup. And then Jackson at six six, being a, a shot eraser inside, really helps. It seems like the biggest question to me at this point is just how. The depth rounds itself out, and that's something we heard from Brandon Schneider. How they're, you know, six, seven, eight, and he said preferably nine, implying that he would like to play a nine-man rotation um, comes together. And so I think there's a couple ways of looking at like who, who will be the backup guard. Um, Leia, or I forget if it was if that's how you pronounce it. Uh, Conesa, the, uh, uh, Laya, the freshman guard from yeah, Laya from uh, Barcelona, Spain. It sounds like she could be in the running to to do just that. Yeah. Uh, Skylar Gill, I think she's going to have a role on the team off the bench as part of that good defender who's a junior coming in from North Alabama where she was a two-time conference defensive player of the year over there. Um, it definitely sounded like Sophia's going to have a role on this team who she's a 6-3 forward from Hungary. Sounds like she can be both a backup five and a four who can give them a little bit more size if they are going up against a team who's playing a little bit bigger. And then uh, you're kind of looking at who's going to be that other spot. Uh, El Tayeb, who's a backup center, has been uh, injured, uh, apparently. Papadopoulou is obviously an option that you could throw out there at certain times. Ryan Cobbins is a transfer from Alabama, and she can kind of play all over the court for them. So they have options there. Just kind of whittling it down at this point becomes the big question because there's no question in my mind that KU's starting five this year on the women's court is going to be good enough for them to be a top 25 team. Yeah. It's just building that depth. Yeah. And I think that's kind of similar to, to what the men's team is looking like. Although with the men's team, it's I think one one short of that. Like it feels like to me the women's team and the men's team went into camp with similar ideas. You had four players who you felt like were certainties to start. With KU, the women's team, all four were returners. With the men's, it was three returners and Hunter Dickinson. So yeah. it was it was four both ways. It seems like the women, Samaya Nichols, really took off and nailed down that spot. Yeah. It feels like with the men they're still waiting for that shooting guard to kind of, I don't know, nail that spot down and, and uh, cement being the guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Johnny Furphy, it turns out, has been dealing with, with some shin splints, which Bill Self uh, yeah, revealed. he said really bad shin splints. Yeah, which Bill Self uh, revealed today, so he's not really been so practicing been, hasn't much. practiced in like 10 or 11 days. Yeah, 10 and days. He said it so. is concerning because for a young guy like him, he needs reps. Yeah, so, I mean, I think it's safe to assume that he's probably not going to see the floor, if at all, uh, in the Illinois exhibition game coming up uh, this weekend. So that basically that just gives you even more opportunities to evaluate the guys that are going to play at or could play that two spot, which is at this point Nick Timberlake plus El Marco Jackson plus Jamari McDowell. But Bill Self, Bill Self, he did kind of douse the flames of Jamari McDowell a little bit. Um, somebody asked him what Jamari McDowell's ceiling was, and he said uh, rotation player basically. He said this year uh, rotation player. Yeah, yeah. He said long term. He, he, he mentioned Travis like Relford. Travis Relford. Yeah, yeah. But that was long term. So that's which, a pretty big. Yeah. That's a pretty high. But yeah, but. You know, going back to Big 12 media days last week, uh, I think maybe some of Bill Self's comments were were understood as, oh, okay, Jamar McDowell's in the conversation. That doesn't seem to be the case. It seems like now it is really just Furphy, or Furphy plus uh, El Marco and Nick Timberlake, but Furphy dealing with injuries, so really just El Marco and Nick Timberlake. So, so yeah, that's that's really competition, right? And I think uh, you know Bill Self brought up a good point about how it's not even so much about who starts but who's finishing games, which I, I get that. 
right? And and I think you know you and I have talked about this. We both agree probably that between El Marco and Nick Timberlake certainly, and maybe Furphy in the mix as, as well, they're probably going to end up playing the same amount of minutes roughly per game, really. So if that's the case, at the end of the day, does it really matter? I guess who's who's on the court first? Eh, maybe not. But uh, but that is certainly the biggest question mark, right? Because you feel I think that plus KJ Adams' role plus uh, you know how Hunter Dickinson fits in is really something I'll be I'll be keeping an eye on. But but yeah, and Bill Self he kind of uh, he I think he got kind of a little bit of annoyed with people asking him about that starting two spot, but. Listen, you know that when you have one spot on your rotation that's that you that is up in the air, you know, less than two weeks before the start of the season, that's going to draw some attention, obviously. So, that seemed to be the biggest thing. Uh, but uh, that, and then obviously just avoiding injuries. If you're mm-hmm. if you're KU, right? I mean, a guy like Kevin McCuller who has missed some time every year of his career, basically. I think. Uh, it can you afford really that? Can you afford that really? If he has to miss some time this season, I don't know. Plus Dewan Harris, plus. Hunter Dickinson, KJ Adams, like you, those guys have to play at a high level, and they have to play at a high level for extended minutes, and they can't get hurt, basically. Yes, and that'll be the question all year long with dealing with the injury stuff. And you know, on one hand, I do understand, like, hey, if Kevin McCuller or, or Hunter Dickinson or something got hurt anyway, even if you did have an extra scholarship body or two, would it really matter that much? I sort of understand that, but yeah, ideally, you would have that other scholarship body that that would give you a little bit more. Um, there, but yeah, man, that, that starting two spot I think becomes interesting. Do, do you have a guess if if you want to put a stake on it right now? Are we talking for the start of the season or for the? Let's say the start of the season. I think it's probably going to be Timberlake. Okay, so I think but based be on the way you said that, I think we're in agreement with what happens. He's Timberlake get overtaken start, by El Marco takes over at some yeah. point. Yeah, but again, if they both end up playing twenty to twenty five minutes a game, they're playing the same amount of minutes per game. Does it really does matter? It really matter that much? Yeah, yeah it really. Yeah. I don't know. We'll I do think, though, the the whole – like, I, I all the way through, even after the comments last week at, at Big 12 Media Day when Jamari McDowell – I think the quote was, if if we were having to start today, it would be Jamari McDowell. And like you said, there, were, there was kind of the fanning of flames today. I viewed that the whole way through as being like – I don't know. Some t- there's two ways to look at this. Sometimes it's good to compliment players who are not going to have as big of a role this year because you want it known in the public sphere, whether it's the parents, whether it's the guardian, whether it's the player himself, to know that your coach is, even though you're not seeing it reflected in your playing time, your coach is appreciating your what you're doing and the improvement you're having. Yeah. That's important to to get out there. The other part of it can just be maybe to send a message to for instance, Nick Timberlake and Marco Jackson to be like, hey, you might think you you have this big role in the starting, but I, I'd be fine going to this guy too, right? That could have been the idea for doing that stuff. Um, maybe Jamar McDowell just had a really good practice that day or the day before. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, though, I, I think it's kind of back where it all began, where it is El Marco versus Nick Timberlake. And, and I expect both those guys to be 20-plus minute per game guys. Um, I do think it's interesting, though, even though I never really took the, the Furphy and McDowell as the starting two stuff seriously, at least right now, who knows, maybe maybe two months into the season that does change, um, is trying to wonder what their role exactly will be. Like, like how many minutes are we talking here? Are we talking well, I mean, if Furphy's, 10 minutes? If he's hurt right 20? now, I think that really, really negatively impacts how quickly he's going to get to a decent amount of minutes per game, mm-hmm. right? I mean, now, I mean, that info from Bill Self today, that kind of, completely changed my perspective on Johnny Furphy to where now I don't even know if he's going to be a real contributor at all in non-conference play. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Why not? Yeah, maybe maybe if we're talking about 
which of I mean, the I don't, guards I don't, from Bill Self's comments, did you get the sense that even if even when Furphy is healthy again, that he's going to be ready to play right away? Not right now because he needs I, the reps. Exactly. I didn't get that either. So that tells me that in non-conference play, you know, let's say Furphy gets healthy, you know, Bill Self was talking about it maybe in the next two weeks or so or three weeks, you know, so he's mm-hmm. getting healthy by the time he's playing their second, third, and fourth games. I don't see how he's going to be have a real impact until December. So is the safe bet that Jamari McDowell early on is going to play more minutes per game than so. Johnny Furphy? Yes, I think so, definitely. I think I agree with you. Yeah. Maybe it's 10 to 12 for McDowell. Maybe it's 5 to 8 for Furphy. Because the other thing you got to remember is Bill Self is not a guy that will just toss freshmen out there to, just to the wolves, right? I mean, he's not going to put a guy out there unless he thinks that they are prepared and right. ready to. Like the first two games of the year, the non-exhibition games, the real games, all those guys will get out there. But come the third game of the season, Champions Classic against Kentucky, yeah, it, it would not shock anyone if it was a seven-man rotation that early on. I would agree. In that yeah. game, right? Yeah. And the seventh man wouldn't shock anybody if, like, the seventh man is Parker Brown playing eight minutes per game as a backup big. Yeah. And that it's really only a six-man rotation. <laughs> that would not shock anybody that early in the season. So, honestly, like, maybe neither guy plays in, in one of those games early in the year. But I, I do think long-term you need at least one of those two with Furphy and McDowell to step up. You need yeah. one of those two with El Marco and Nick Timberlake to be probably really good. When I say really good, I don't mean, like, All-American, but I mean— Really good being a a yeah. starter Solid. level player on a national championship team. Solid. Which yeah. that's still and then you know been. Bill Self got into his classic. Well, you know we are months away from being anything <laughs> yes. even remotely close to good. He did get that in there. Yeah, he did. He he was able to get that out there. Uh, by the way, I did think one other thing was was kind of interesting from Bill Self. He talked about how you know we're going to need Dewan and Kevin and Hunter to play a lot of minutes per game, and because of that, when you're looking at the other players that can get in the rotation and stuff. One of the things we're looking at is who are guys, who are players that can guard the other team's best player for stretches. Now, I didn't view this as like, oh, it's crunch time late in the game. There's two minutes left. Like, you're not going to let Buddy or, or you're not going to let uh, Kevin McCuller guard their best player, Dewan Harris guard their best player. I think it's crunch time. And, and for certain moments, of course, you'll let Dewan Harris or Kevin McCuller guard their good player. But I yeah. think that was a good point that because of the large la- amount of minutes both might have to play, that. There's going to be times over the middle portion of the game that you're just going to be like, hey, Jamar McDowell, go out there and play as hard as possible. Defend your ass off against this really good uh, you know, offensive shooting guard for them so that Dewan Harris can rest his legs a little bit and we can just put him on the, the guy in the corner who's trying to stretch the floor, right? Yeah. I just found that a little bit interesting that um, as good as they are defensively, both those guys, because of the role they're going to be asked to play and how many minutes and, and what they're going to be asked to do on offense— you're not going to always be able to use them on the best other offensive player, and maybe that hurts your defense a little bit, helps your offense. He's Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. Two hours down, one to go. We got some uh, Samai Nichols, Yvette Mayberry interview audio coming up next. Florida Man Mad Libs after that on KLWN, depending on it. Five o'clock hour, you're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk. This is KLWN with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. And uh fun day for me today. And I'm surprised Nick has not uh, congratulated me, so it's okay. It's all right. No what? worries. It's all right. What's up? I mean, it's just a special day for me, but that's okay. What? Today's not your birthday, is it? No. Okay, no, good. I don't. I didn't think it was. No. Your birthday's not until January, right? That's right. It is my uh, fourth year wedding anniversary. Oh, Shout wow. Shout out to my beautiful wife, Stacy. Yeah. That's awesome. Pregnant child. Yeah. What are you going to do to celebrate? Uh, we're going to go out to dinner tonight at a local place in Lawrence. Nice. It'll be fun. It'll nice. be delicious. So. Well, hey, congratulations. Looking forward to that. That's exciting. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Good stuff. 
Uh, okay. Well, uh, anyway, uh, we're going to have Florida Man Mad Libs in about 15 minutes. And before we get to that, we had a chance earlier today. Now, uh, Samaya Nichols, who is the five-star incoming freshman for KU, women's basketball. Yep. Yvette Mayberry, returning player, was at Tulsa, transferred into the program for last year, had a good season. She's back for another year this year. Uh, they spoke to the media at a you know press conference setting. We'll, we'll have that audio for you tomorrow. We also get a chance to catch up with them in, in a breakout setting and get a little more, more personal with them and, and kind of learn their personality as well as a little basketball talk with them as well. Here is what the two of them had to say. All right, we got Wyvett Mayberry, Samaya Nichols with us. Uh, you said you're roommates, correct, for both of you? Yeah. All right, so I want to hear a little roommate stories. Which of you two is better at cleaning the room? Cleaning the room... Probably Samaya. I think so too. But Wyvett's <laughs> really good at cleaning the kitchen. Yes. Okay. Yes. Who's the better cook of you two? Wyvett. I like to whip it up a lot in the yes. kitchen. Every yeah. day. What's like the go-to dish? Mm, go-to dish should probably be some, maybe some Alfredo pasta or maybe some... Uh, Steak and potatoes. Steak, potatoes, broccoli, bell peppers, all that stuff. Do you ever cook for Samaya? Yes, of course. Okay. And uh, what are some of the things you guys like to do when you're just hanging out around the room? Um, watch TV, binge watch shows, mm-hmm. just talk. We normally leave and go shop for our apartment, yes. too. So. Okay. Home good. Yes. Home good for the win. <laughs> uh, do you guys have a favorite TV show or something you're watching right now? Why I like to watch all the cooking shows in the book. And Survivor. Yes. (laughs) Have you ever seen the first season of Survivor with, or I don't remember if it was the first, maybe second with Scott Pollard, former KU basketball player? I haven't. That's crazy. I'm going to go back and watch that one. Okay. It's one of the older ones. I think it's one of the first or second uh, seasons. Yeah, so there you go. He played basketball here. He did. uh, Seven-footer in the 90s. Okay, I didn't know that. I think he does pretty well, but I won't spoil anything for you. Would you ever want to be on Survivor? Yes. But it would have to be like whenever I'm older and I, you know, just want to experience something. Who do you think would do the best on the team on Survivor? And who would do the worst? I think Pops would do okay. the best. Uh-huh. Um, definitely. And the worst, probably Paris. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Would you agree uh-huh. with both of those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so coming in year one for you, what are some of the biggest differences, Samaya, in terms of, uh, I don't know, your role? Because I'd imagine in high school, you're always having the ball in your hand, you're the go-to player in here. Coming in year one with a lot of veterans, what are some of the differences to, to how you have to approach it from your side of things? Um, I tend to be a lot more aggressive, um, take good shots, and just like know that I'm blessed to be around a whole bunch of teammates that will get it done as well. Why vet? Uh, when you when you saw you had you know a big freshman class coming in, and, and you had a player like Samaya coming in as you know this top tier recruit, mm-hmm. what was kind of the thought for you guys as a team and, and everything that she's brought to the table so far since coming here? Um, we were all excited. Um, you know, we couldn't wait for her to be here. Uh, we worked really hard to get her too. So, I mean, once we finally found out we got her, I mean, we were just excited and we knew she would help build the program up, which is what we're doing. And yeah, so, I mean, it was excitement all around. You wear the number zero on your jersey number. Is there any meaning or significance to that to you? Um, no. Okay. What about you, Samaya, number 12? Does that mean anything for you? Yeah, it's a long story, but make it short. My sister was number 21, and I looked down at her jersey because I had it on, and obviously the numbers were inverted, and I ended up with 12, and I just stuck with it. So. Okay, so it rolled with it the right way. Yes. Was that a requirement when you came to KU? Were you like, I have to have number 12, or did it just happen to work out? Um, Low-key, but it, it, it <laughs> happened to work out. It happened to work out. <laughs> okay, and uh, Halloween is in like a week. Do either of you guys have any Halloween plans or costumes that, that you're going to be wearing? 
We did our Halloween costume dress up last weekend. Yes. Um, what did you guys go as? I was Black Selena. Okay. And I was Princess Tiana. Okay. And uh, do you have a favorite Halloween costume that you wore when you were a kid? No, because my parents never let me go trick-or-treating, so. Uh, I think... I was a basketball player, and my friend was a donut, so we were Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, that's, oh, that's good. Cool. That's actually really clever. And do you have a favorite Halloween candy? Swedish Fish. I love Swedish Fish. Okay. Probably Airheads. All right. Thank you guys so much, and uh, good luck on the season. Thank you. All right, it's a fun conversation there. Again, that's Samaya Nichols, the incoming freshman who's a uh, five-star high potential in everything, not just for this year, but her basketball career, KU. Wife at Mayberry, who's in year two at Kansas and has been a, a veteran now in college basketball after coming over from Tulsa and uh, both projected to be starters, both big reasons why KU women's basketball is expected to have a really good season this year. Yeah, and both of them have really great personalities, by the way. I, I hope that came through on, on the interview we did, but they're both – Super energetic, super easy to talk to, and uh, clearly enjoy each other and enjoy being a part of the team. And I think that probably overflows into everybody on the team, which is which is great when you have that that team chemistry and team bond uh, that that can help uh, hopefully propel this team to the heights that they want to achieve. Right? I mean, this is a team that wants to go above and beyond for a Big Twelve title and even further. And uh, everything seems like they're they're poised to to hopefully. Put themselves in position to achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea. The teams they played when they were doing their uh, overseas trip, like, it's hard. And, like, it's so hard to know when you're playing some of these teams, Dude, like, how good they are. You don't know about the Greek national team? I don't. I, well, it's not even that. It was the Greek select team or the oh. Italian select team. Like, I don't know yeah. who those are. But they beat them 99 to 58 and 108 to 52. <laughs> like, that can't be a bad thing. They just absolutely dominated both games. So that's a positive. And uh, I, I think they have, they, they already had like one secret scrimmage. Um, yeah. I believe they have another. At least they don't have listed like an exhibition game on here. So the first time we'll see them is actually their first regular season game. That's November 8th. They'll be hosting Northwestern State. I'll just say this. like, I, I hope they are... Uh, I hope they get good turnouts for their game like they did in the, the WNIT because they are going to be really good this year. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I think they're going to put on a show in a lot of ways. And I think um, I've always felt like hey, you're using a lot of the same facilities as the men's team. Like, you have all the potential in the world for this to be a really good women's basketball program, just like the men's. Absolutely. And it feels like they're taking that step, and they have over the past couple of years, and it feels like the arrow is pointed up even further yeah. coming into and this. And they year. even have some of that tradition, too, that the men's team has, right? You think of some of the great players that have come through that program. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's not just the men that have the great tradition. There's some great tradition on the women's side, too. He's Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. We're going to completely switch gears. We'll get to some Florida Man Mad Libs coming up on the other side. After that, we'll get back do some uh, more audio with KU Football Audio and Brian Borland. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk. This is FM 1017, 1320 KLWN, klwn.com, and the KLWN app. Depend on it. This is a Rock Chalk Sports Talk news alert. Office say this man sold crack to an undercover police officer all while wearing a shirt that said Coke on it. Ever wondered just how crazy headlines can get? And now the Broward Sheriff's Office is looking into this one. So if you recognize the defecating deviant dropping deuces on driveways, give Broward Crime Stoppers a call. Our headline experts have you covered. 42-year-old man was arrested for riding his bicycle on the front lawn of a Naples home and telling a woman inside he was an FBI agent. This is Florida Man Mad Libs with Derek Johnson, Nick Springer, and Sam Speck on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. All right, we got Florida Man Mad Libs here. Sam Speck is here. Real quick before we get into this, though, Nick, I I don't know if you saw this, but uh, a five-star recruit today in football 
picked okay. Texas over Missouri. Ah. And like all the uh the the like crystal ball and stuff had was him going Missouri? to Missouri. Okay. And so everybody from Missouri was expecting him to to pick sure. them. Okay. And uh some of the message board posts, I mean there's that one account it's the message board geniuses. That's it's really funny reading some of these. Yeah. Like here's here's good. We don't want people who waffle on their recruitment anyway. Probably too scared to play in the SEC. Uh Texas is joining the SEC. Newsflash, buddy. <laughs> Must not want to win. Boo the bleep out of him when Texas comes to Columbia, Missouri. Extend that to the family in the stands. No longer welcome. <laughs> Dude, this is so funny. Anyway. Uh, News flash, buddy. <laughs> All right. Florida Man Mad Live. Sam's back in studio with us. What's up? <laughs> not much. It's good to be back. I love when uh, people aren't really observant mm-hmm. before they uh, send out their tweets. The guy who was like... He's too afraid to play in the SEC. He would be good on Florida Man. <laughs> he would yeah, be. Yeah. Exactly. He would make a good headline. He would. Well, and are you boys ready? We had a bye week. I know it's been busy. A lot of stuff. KU, but it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Mm-hmm. We ready to roll? I'm very oh, ready yeah. to roll. All right. And for those at home, here's how it works. Florida Man is four headlines. Legitimate headlines, by the way. You can Google them if you would like uh, at your own worth, by the means. Or but apparel, we, maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There are four legitimate headlines coming their way. The first one's only going to have one redacted word or phrase. And when I mean that, it's like those old games that we played as kids, Mad Libs, things like that. So again, I'm going to be taking out a word or a phrase, and then I'm going to be having Derek and Nick guess what uh, goes in that blank. So the first one's only going to have one. The next two are going to have two with a potential point value of three. Summer season's been a lot of fun. It's been a nice little, I mean, it's been busy, I know, for everybody. Is Derek, right now, yeah. this is. Okay. Uh, oh, Derek, I didn't realize that. Yeah, Derek's already claimed the uh, the season win. However, for aggregate points right now, Ooh. there is still an opportunity. There is an opportunity for aggregate points again for Nick to maybe take that Dude, for that the was, season. That was great radio right there. That was. This is this is what you call top of the line. But again, for those at home, you are encouraged to play yourself. So if you want to keep your own score, uh, at least keep along. Or if you just want to listen to what uh, crazy guesses that these guys come up with, that is encouraged as well. So, all right, let's get into it again. As I I'd mentioned, the first one's only going to have one redacted word or phrase. So, and believe it or not, because we had a bye week last week, I have double the, I mean, I have Ooh. so much Florida stuff. Flo- so much Florida stuff. Love it. So, Florida. All right, we're going to start in Orlando. An Orlando man threatens a CVS employee and demands all bottles of blank. Okay. I'm just assuming this is a Central Florida fan, by the way. Yeah, Orlando. Probably. Orlando. <laughs> yeah. That's so, something yeah. like that. So we're kind of in here. Uh, yeah, UCF guy, something like that. Uh, so demanding all bottles of lubrication, Viagra, or Robitussin. So one of the three. <laughs> so he is again in a pharmacy so, and he's demanding all bottles is of. It, is Robitussin? That's like uh, heartburn. Right? It's cough medicine, actually. It's I what think. you make like oh. lean out of. Do you know what lean is? Oh, no, that's codeine. But oh, yeah, you, codeine? Can, you can make like a poor. I feel like you can make Robitussin. a poor man. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Anyway, we're 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 we'll talk off here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <we're, laughs> anyway, Viagra, I'm Robitussin, or a bottle of lube. What is this guy demanding? I mean, mm. and he's demanding for every bottle in the house. Well, okay. Every bottle. Yeah, I. Dude, Viagra is expensive. Yeah. Well, and also is is I feel like with Viagra Not that I know if, from personal experience. If you <laughs> just to be clear, if you just take if you take a bunch at once, isn't it the same effect as if you take one? Like you don't get a it doesn't give you like. More. I don't know. If you keep taking it. 
Well, I don't know. You 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 were a violator of that stuff, by the way. Nick will come in all the time and be like, "I took eight Claritins today because no, two weren't yeah. enough." Yeah, I no, don't the, think that's how it works. I think it's just hour, and isn't it an issue if it goes past four hours or something like that? Like, don't you have to contact? Yeah, yeah. Don't you have to contact? I mean, uh, if you took multiple, yeah, dude. The, the allergy medicine. We might be like, looking at eight hours. The allergy medicine that's like twenty four hours. Dude, I'll take like four of those. <laughs> I don't think it like helps the extra ones you take. Anyway. It definitely helps. So again, um, Viagra. If, any, if nothing else, it's a placebo effect. I take one and I'm like, oh, I feel great now. Okay. This Orlando man is threatening this employee and is demanding all bottles of, again, either Viagra, Robitussin, or Lube. I'm going to go with Viagra. I don't know. All right. Uh, Nick's going Viagra. I don't think they sell Lube like at the pharmacy. Like you could just get that without having to go to the pharmacy, right? I have no idea. I guess maybe. So I don't think it's that one. Well, it could be like he, maybe he's in the pharmacy in the grocery store. So uh, yeah, so I'm saying the grocery store. Pharmacy. I guess, but again, I don't think the lube is held by the pharmacists. I think it's I elsewhere. I also don't think it's Viagra because again, I believe it's very expensive, and I think if you're asking for every bottle well, of I, it, Derek, I think it's safe to say that this is not a very rational guy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that we're dealing with here. I mean, uh, let's be honest with ourselves. Maybe this guy doesn't seem like he's very. He's very rash. I'm going to say Robitussin. All right, so Derek's going to go with Robitussin. Here's what it is, and this guy, maybe he had uh, some pretty extensive plans for, like, the next month, but Orlando Man threatens CVS employee and demands all bottles of Viagra. Mm. So, we yes, go on maybe the he had quite a few plans or something like that. But again, I don't know. I just, maybe he had it, something yeah, scheduled. If, if you take more than one, I just don't think it. it's not going to... I don't no. think it's good for you. Plus, it's like, again, if you go over four hours, there's going to be a problem. Anyway, no. here, let's go. Uh, so, Nick, come in. <laughs> what are you Dude, well, I was just, just going to say, by the way, like, uh, prices for Viagra can yeah. cost anywhere between, like, you a couple are, hundred dollars to a thousand dollars. That's way probably why he was desperate. Overthinking yeah, this. This guy, <laughs> clearly, clearly, this was a gentleman who was not concerned about All price. right. So, again... Uh, Nick coming away with a point in round number one. And again, as I had reminded, I will remind you that the next three will have two redacted words or phrases. So stick around with us. Here it is. Florida man survives. And you know what? I'm just going to put this out there. Seatbelts on here, folks, because this one's a fun one. Everybody's fine. Disclaimer. Nick always makes sure I do that. But a Florida, sure, you know, we're not. Oh, no, absolutely. And actually, the guy, there's a picture of the guy. He's in good spirits. However, okay. this uh, was a unfortunate night for him. A Florida man survives after a woman he met on social media blank and blank. So, let's get to the first redacted word here. A Florida man survives after a woman he met on social media either slashed him, which cut him, robbed him, or ran him over Ooh. and blank. Wow. So, we'll get to the second one. And again, everybody's fine. He seemed to be in good spirits. Yeah. But so uh, One of the dangers of you know social media, dating apps, things like that, is that you, know, you can be lured into a situation where... Someone might try to rob. You. What if this something. wasn't a meetup on social media of like, hey, let's meet up and, you know, basically have, have a good time. Have a good time. What if this was a meetup? Because I've seen this happen before, too, where people get in an argument on social media and they're like, and it's like let's oh, meet yeah, up and fight. I'll fight you. It's like, oh, yeah, send the you address come to my address. And it's like, here, and, you know, what if they met or up? It's also possible. You know, I see a lot of times where uh, people will buy something off of like eBay or Craigslist and they'll be like, that oh, I'll meet up too. with you. And yeah. then, you know, they rob them or they, you know, do something yeah. otherwise. Yeah, so, this could really be any of these. Again, yeah. ran him over, robbed him, or slashed him. One of the slashed three. Slashed is such a unique term. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with ran over. I'm going to go slashed. So Nick's okay. going to go with slashed. Nick's going to go with, uh, or excuse me, Derek's going to go with slashed. Nick's going to go with ran him over. Again, no. Florida man survives after a woman he met on social media either slashed him, robbed him, or ran him over and left him naked in a field, Oh, dumped him at the ER, or threw him off a bridge. And I'm not joking you. Wow. So, Jeez. 
These are, I, I mean, it was it was hard to come up with quite some, the story. This was. Seriously. Uh, I mean, please, please go through this again. (laughs) Okay. So again, you guys made your first selections. And for those at home, Florida man survives again. Thank you. Thank you. He's in good spirits. After a woman he met on social media, either slashed him, robbed him or ran him over and left him naked in a field, dumped him at the emergency room or threw him off a bridge. Wow. Uh, I I mean, I'm going to go with the... I'm gonna go with this. Could be any combination of both the three. You <laughs> I'm know? gonna go with, with the ER. I'm thinking she ran him over and then was like, "Oh, crap!" <laughs> took him and was like, "I don't want to deal with this." He was unconscious. And yeah, and just you know, I feel like over the bridge is the one. The bridge is that's crazy. I mean, I'm that going is, with the bridge. That's that's crazy. Of course it is. All of these are crazy. So that's like. More crazy though. <laughs> so, and this is why again, I I actually worked hard on this one today, and I'm actually pretty bummed because I thought the house was going to come away with this one. Florida man survives after a woman he met on social media slashed him and threw him off of a bridge. Wow! Wow! Threw him off of a bridge. Wow. He's fine and in good spirits. There's a picture folks, of him, and like that is why in the chat. <laughs> That's crazy, man. <laughs> Dude, Derek. I mean, what the. Florida man doesn't make sense, man. I'm telling you, like, so, like, dude, what? <laughs> right. I, I, I would love to know more about the slashing. Like, what? Why yeah, did you yeah. slash? Well, him? yeah, there's what was there's the so much here? context to the story that I'm I curious know. About. Yeah, like, there's only so much. You why were they fit meeting in a headline. up? What you know caused the person to be slashed? What did she get? Why did she slash him with? Why did she throw him off a bridge? Like what? I have a. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna I get she rid of him off the bridge yeah. to get rid of the body. Yeah, not realizing he's still alive. Oh, okay. that's my guess. But no, that's not yeah, what I, mean, I was envisioning. I, I, okay. Yeah, I read a little context into this. It was a date that went bad. So, um, unfortunately, dude, it was if someone. If the date goes bad, you just say, "All right, see you never." But the, and but then you the leave. date also included maybe a transactional type of thing and mm. these types of things that didn't happen. She was unhappy, and uh, mm. this is the outcome of this mm. gentleman. So, Man. Derek, that's why three to one after two that's rounds. That's crazy. That make you nervous about first dates. Yes, um, you could get slashed and thrown off a bridge. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean, if he's paying, for I it, would, he's going to have to pay for it. I mean, mm, good lord. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I would hope that I have a little bit better taste. <laughs> All right, <laughs> to avoid that or okay. avoid being we, with we, someone that I think might do that. We're, we'll have a uh, a Nick dating show on another edition, but uh, here's the next one, Derek. I mean, I'm a little offended to even think that I would. I'm just asking I would, a question. You know, I'd entertain that level of depravity. No, I'm, I'm a little. I don't know. What are you? Ju- uh, he has good judgment, right? Nick's got yeah, good yeah, taste. Yeah, yeah. Do you think, think this guy? The what? I mean, I clearly better taste this, this guy. I don't know. Clearly, you should see a picture of him. I think I mean maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's horrible to say, but here we go. All right, three to one, Derek up. Let's go. Round number three again. Two redacted words or phrases coming at you. A drunk Florida man blank and yells blank. So this one, again, can kind of be all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And these are going to be some phrases coming at you. So a drunk Florida man either exposed himself to officers, danced away from a traffic stop, (laughs) or did naked yoga and Mm. yells blank. (laughs) So again, we've got some interesting Florida men down here. A drunk Florida man either exposed himself, danced away, or did naked yoga. I love all three of these options. (laughs) I really do. I mean, these are all three great options. They're all possible in Florida, too. Oh, boy. Hey, put uh, your phone away. Are you cheating over there? What are you doing? No, I'm not. Put your phone away. Yeah, I was going to say. Wow. Yeah, See, hey, get I, on it. Yeah, get I'm, on I'm, it. I'm, I'm, get on it, Sam. I'm the... 
was going to say, are you looking uh, at the uh, wondering when I'm going to pick her up for dinner tonight. Oh, okay. All right. All yeah, right. Sam, it's, it's Don't Derek's, get thrown off a bridge. Derek. It's, my anniversary. <laughs> it's Derek and his wife's anniversary tonight. So oh, my gosh. To, uh, I didn't yeah. even know. Congratulations. Now you feel bad. I do, actually, a little bit. Congratulations. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. But, okay. So right. I'm going to go with danced away from a traffic stop. So Nick's locking uh, in there. Uh, again, Derek, your options. He's he's either exposing himself to the officers. He's dancing away from his current I mean, naked yoga. Stop. I really wanted to go. I feel like that. we've had naked yoga or some sort of that in a lot yeah, of didn't other we have, headlines. What was the right? guy that danced you know, like on, on the roof or something? Naked? On the roof of the ambulance. Oh, I remember. No, it was on the roof of his house. Or, yo, yeah, so yeah. I don't know if that makes this more likely because that's just a common trend of things that happen in Florida, apparently. <laughs> Or if that makes Sam have it in the back of his mind to pick it as an exterior option. Yeah, what are you saying? Well, it just happens enough that it might be a red Does. herring. You never know. I am going to go with the dance away from All right, so traffic. both you guys lock it in there. So both you guys locking in, and for you at home again, he's either doing naked yoga, dancing away from his current traffic stop, or exposing himself to officers. And then this drunk Florida man yelled, Are you entertained? Okay. Do you see a weapon? Or, or I'm Jesus. <laughs> oh man! Uh. All right. Well, I think the I think do you see a weapon doesn't really fit for my answer dan- of dancing away from the traffic stop because I think it'd be either either they'd be like you got something in your pants and you'd be like I got something in my pants but do you see a weapon no, or I, I think I know what the if he's naked right. yoga he's like do you see what I'm naked? What it was. I think I think going back it was the naked yoga and somebody was staring at him. <laughs> <laughs> he said, do you see a weapon in regards to something else? Uh, I'm going to go with, do you see a weapon and hedge my bet a little? I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, uh, are you not entertained? <laughs> As he dances away from the traffic I lo- stop. I love this. And again, I am so, I'm bummed because one of you did get one. And for those at home, lock him in. A drunk Florida man exposes himself and yells, do you see a weapon? So uh, it was actually <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. again, a, a pretty basic traffic stop, and I yeah. think they found no, something uh, in yeah. his belt, and he literally yeah. just ripped all the clothes off. Yeah. I know. I, I said, totally see it. I'm guessing the officer was like, do you have any weapons on you? And the guy was like, do you see any? Yeah, exactly. I'm, that's, I'm sure, what happened. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe he wasn't packing down there. I don't know. But again, Derek oh, came away with a point. Four to one as we head into the final here. So, Nick, we got to get You got to sweep. You got to sweep as it is. But Oh, God, this one's good. This one is awesome. Blank, and hold on, because it's the first two redacted words or phrases that I'm going to have to take out here. So blank and blank. Obstacle course for inaugural Florida Man Games. Mm. So there's a blank obstacle course. The second one has something to do with the obstacle course. But the first one is either dad bod 100 meter, beer belly wrestling, or an alligator rodeo. So and if, a blank wow. obstacle if course. If you recall, the, Derek, we saw the story about the Florida Man Games. Yeah, they're having Florida Man Games. But we they are. See this. I don't think we saw this. No, I don't you didn't think see we this, did. did we? No. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Because this, this is this is a thing now. Okay. Yeah. So we, again, yeah, we thought about signing up for the Florida Man Games. Yeah. I'm, I mean, but this is like this is the inaugural Although, Florida Man. I don't really have a dad bod. I guess again? Derek's gonna have a dad bod yeah. soon. Who's <laughs> the three again? <laughs> It could be either an alligator rodeo, a dad bod 100 meter, or a beer belly wrestling match. Beer belly wrestling. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, I I don't think it's the dad bod one because there's nothing about dad bod that implies Florida man. If anything, is dad bod opposite of Florida? Well, I don't know. Dad bod implies Florida. I guess. I think. Maybe it's just that like relaxed Tommy Bahama like chilling vibe. You know, I don't know. I think dad bod is you know it's a relaxed dad who's making. 
dad jokes. No, dad bod yeah, is retired like in Florida, and yeah, they're li- they're relaxing. They're not doing stupid stuff. The Florida <laughs> men. Yeah, doing. I guess you're right. Hey, Maybe. fine, sure. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm gonna go with the beer belly wrestling. That's my answer. So beer belly it's wrestling. Beer belly wrestling. So Nick's gonna go with that. Are you going dad bod over here? No, Nick? no, I'm not doing that. I'm gonna also go beer belly wrestling. Okay, so you guys lock in with that wrestling. Here is the uh, second one. So either again. Alligator Rodeo, a Dad Bod 100 meter, or a Beer Belly Wrestling, and a Swamp Obstacle Course, Escape the Gator Obstacle Course, or Evading Arrest Obstacle Course. Oh, man. For inaugural Florida <laughs> Games. First two are very Florida, but the, the Evading one, Arrest is very Flo- Florida man. Florida man most, I would say. I'm doing Evading Arrest, and I'm not going to look back. Okay, the thing so. is, is, you pick the same as me. I don't want us to both pick the same. I already beat you this season. I don't think. I'll pick just for just to get some more uh, uh, aggregate points. I think I'll go evading arrest obstacle course also. Well, and you guys maybe just be too good at this game mm. because you are both right. Yes, Let's indeed. Go. Uh, so there's beer belly wrestling. There's evading arrest obstacle course. There's a whole bunch more down there at the inaugural Florida Man. Dude, I was games. telling you. I told so, Derek we should we should sign. I mean. Is there, any, I think is there anybody get, in the country yeah. that is more of an expert on Florida Man than us? I think we should I, get Sam to uh, get an all-expense-paid trip from can, the company down there to report on it for us. I'll, I'll be the MC. Think, yeah. I'll be down, I do that anyway. You can, I'll be you the can MC. write your own headlines yep. based on what happens in the Do you the think event. we can broadcast it? I would love to. Yeah. That'd I mean, be amazing. Do some play-by-play on the beer belly top. wrestling. Yeah, yeah. No, I well, think and we'll yeah. have to do that as well. Well, boys, again, we wrap it up again. Summer season, loved it. Uh, Derek, as always, enjoy the fun between with, with you and Nick. But Derek, yes, comes away with this week. I'm sorry, Woo, Nick, and the and the season. So, but we'll get to next I seasons. But I always job, like to, Derek. I always like to be challenged myself. So, anything for the house this week? I do have we one got? for the house. Okay, what do we got, Nick? You might have seen this because I saw this one surfacing around uh, social media last week. Okay, okay, okay. 50 or so if you have don't you know stay out of it sure a uh, 50 year old man arrested after blank in 20 restaurants blank I did not, I did not <laughs> you did not see this okay no, I didn't see this at all after. 50 year old man arrested after blank in 20 restaurants blank all right 50 year old man arrested after farting on patrons dishes faking heart attack fighting chefs in 20 restaurants blank holy cow I'm gonna go with Faking heart attack. I was okay. about to say the same thing, and the reason being dude, is again, you walk in and you're like, oh, first think of about all, how much drama that caused. I feel like farting on. I feel like what are you laughing on, at? Farting on that many people's plates would have gotten you arrested by now. Like, well, on, first or, of all, dude, I mean, you, the the snot kicked out of you've you. You've got to be. I mean, you've got to have some. You gotta have something in the tank to fart that many times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking fart that many times. You gotta have. You know, you gotta eat some some beans before uh, you head in there or something. I'm thinking this guy's trying what to about do it. Fighting chefs. Well, maybe. maybe. I feel like you would have gotten arrested long before 20, I mean, 20 <laughs> restaurants. Yeah, well, and why go back? If you're so unhappy with the food that you ate, why do you go to these other? I'm thinking that it's more or less this guy is trying to pull the dash, you know? Like he's fake trying to, think about try, it. I don't want to pay. If you heart attack, yeah, if yeah. heart attack, then they're like, oh, this guy's dead. You I have, have to a, pay anymore. I have he's a $200 late. bill and I don't want to foot it, so. <laughs> <I don't>, yeah. <laughs> right. 50 year old man arrested after blank in 20 restaurants to avoid pain pill. To stick it to the man, and because he felt like it, I gotta go with. It. I mean, the wood paying the bill. Yeah, right? the pay, I mean, we got. I feel like we gotta go with it. This sounds just like, like I said, it I'm sounds like go he's with, pulling the uh, dash. Just to be different from Sam, I'll go with stick it to the man. That's <laughs> <laughs> not. It's not uncommon either. The correct answer. He's like, think about it, dude. He's like tempting fate. He's mm-hmm. like, I am better than God. I'm gonna fake my <laughs> heart attack to stick it to him and just prove that I'm better. 
Fifty-year-old man arrested after faking heart attack in twenty oh. restaurants to avoid paying the I bill. Knew wow. it. I knew he was going to skip. He was trying wow. to dash. That's what he was doing. All right. Wow. I think actually, first of all, Nick, you've had good success with this. This is the first time the house has gotten everyone right on. Yeah. The, uh, the yeah. house questions. Oh, yeah. I'm going to give myself a pat well, on I the mean, back. I mean, I went with a different answer, but I sure. was going to go with the same one you would have gone. But I yeah, think, so yeah. It, I think you and I were on the same yeah, we on were. the same page. But, yep. gentlemen, as always, summer season, we say so long. We'll be back for next season. But uh, as for Rock Chalk Sports Talks fans, thanks for your fun. Thanks for including me, you two. Yeah, and of course. we are out. We are out. That's Sam Speck with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk. This is KLWN and KLWN.com. Depend on it. Well, that's it. If you're listening on our podcast side, thanks for tuning in. Please give us a positive review if your platform allows you to do so, as you can find the show anywhere you get your podcasts with the best of RCST podcast. If you do have any questions for the show, whether it's for a mailbag, just something you think there'd be fun to talk about, you can reach out to us on our Twitter page at RCST1320. You can also email us if you don't have Twitter rcst 1320 am at gmail.com that's rcst 1320 am at gmail.com and if you want to listen live 3 to 6 p.m central time monday through friday on klwn klwn.com and the klwn app have a good rest of the day and see you next podcast